and welcome to this podcast series, This PhD Thinks, with me, Jovina Ang. I'm here to talk to the PhD community. Talking to these individuals have challenged me, made me think differently, and helped me grow as a leader and a person. And I hope you'll be able to take away a thing or two from the conversations with my guests. The fact that, again, going back to my earlier analogy of a transformation from a lava to a butterfly, it doesn't happen in one fell sweep. It's not binary. So even though digitization is zero one, which is binary in nature, particular points get digitized at different times. Hello, everyone. My guest for this podcast is Prakash Bagre. Prakash is an associate dean at the Indian School of Business and a former chief marketing officer at Intel South Asia. Prakash, thank you for doing this for me and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Joina. Thank you for having me here. I'm really looking forward to having a great chat with you. Well, as we've discussed, we said we're going to talk about digital transformation, which is a really, really hot topic in today's world of work. Um, perhaps we can start our discussion by getting you to define what digital transformation is, because there are so many varied definitions out there. Well, you start with the toughest question possible, Javina, but let me make an attempt to it. Digital transformation is effectively a process. And it's a process which allows an organization, and as uh, we'll talk about, it need not be limited to an organization itself, to basically reorient itself uh, to the to the possibilities as well as the challenges emerging from digitization around us. Because it is a process, it has got multiple themes into it. There's obviously a technological aspect. There's a business aspect. There's the, in the case of organizations, there's the organizational and most importantly, the human aspect. Uh, so to that extent is an all round uh, change and, and perhaps the best way of defining transformation is the process of a larva getting on to being a caterpillar and then a butterfly. Uh, so, and then we don't say what is it, it's a process, you know, and it has different implications at different stages. So, that's how I would like to kind of leave uh, you with in terms of understanding digital transformation. Thank you so much for, for that elaborate um, definition, Prakash. As you know, most digital transformation fail. And in fact, as high as 72% of digital transformation fail. Why do you think that is the case? You know, first of all, whenever dealing with any transformation process, it's important to understand and contextualize where it is coming in from. If you ask me, the most important reason transformations fail is because we set up goals which are not either relevant or not practical. And the focus shifts more for, towards the goal. Whereas, as I called out, this is more of a process. The second part of it, the reason it fails, is because we don't touch upon the different aspects or dimensions of the transformation. Organizations look at it as just adopting a new technology. Organizations look at it as just changing a single process. The part where it always ends up being a stumbling block is internal. 
not the external part of it, which is how does the organization itself reorient itself uh, for, for this digital piece. And, and the last part of it is that organizations tend to look at digital transformation as something which is you know shiny, sexy to be achieved rather than trying to get into the root of it and see how it integrates and how it basically becomes a part and parcel of their business. So why do you think then uh, organizations look at digital transformation like this shiny piece of thing? Why do you think that's the case? <laughs> well, I think a lot of it has to do with us. Uh, by us, I mean as uh, as influencers, as uh, consultants, as uh, uh, experts in the field, and how do we really explain it and how do we get them to understand it? Uh, and a lot of the talk shows which go around in terms of, uh, you know, talking about blockchain, talking about IoT and, and all the new shiny technologies which will supposedly change the world. Uh, so if you're a business leader, and you hear all this noise around you, it becomes the obvious point which you want to achieve rather than the fact that this might be an endpoint, this might work, but the more core integral part of it is that things are getting digitized. And are we as a business uh, really ready for it? I'll give you a quick example. You know, I was speaking with one of the leading banks uh, just a couple of days ago, and we were trying to see how they could adopt uh, new pieces of data in order to have a better understanding of customers, have a broader base of customers, and therefore reach out to them with new products. Mm -hmm. Now, it, the whole focus at that time was in terms of what are the new sources of data? Whereas the point which I was trying to make to them is that these sources of data are ones which you will still go through and put across your regular credit rating system. And the fact is that the regular credit rating system was not built to operate with multiple sources of data coming in from different pieces. It's still a linear system. Mm -hmm. Whereas what you need is a process which is able to operate in, in a real-time dynamic manner where different stakeholders are able to take a call looking at the whole picture together. So the internal process is the one which becomes the impediment, never the technology. Right. So what you're saying is that, you know, if organizations want to really succeed in digital transformation, one of the first steps they need to do is first, what problem are they trying to solve? Secondly, map out the processes that will help solve that problem. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want, you want to add to that sort of very simple framework? There's one more thing, and that is it doesn't all happen together. So the fact that, again, going back to my earlier analogy of a transformation from a lava to a butterfly, it doesn't happen in one fell sweep. It's not binary. So even though digitization is zero one, which is binary in nature, particular points get digitized at different times. And the whole process, therefore, might appear to be very asynchronatic. Uh, but what the end output is when you have had complete digitization. Very often what we try to do is really boil the ocean together uh, and try to, mm -hmm. uh, or uh, if you, and, and organizations do it all the time, they bring in a new leader who believes in break everything and not make it succeed. But the most successful organizations which have really transformed themselves are the ones who have taken it step by step or who have identified the most 
most critical aspect in their context, which they want to touch upon when the rest of the things start falling in place. Right. Could you uh, maybe share a personal example of what you've seen work really well? Let me let me go back about uh, 15-20 years ago. I think I could share that right now. Uh, and this was in the job I was kind of leading marketing for my organization. And one of the goals which we set for ourselves, which was very lofty in those days, uh, was how do we move a sizable part of our marketing spend online? Now, so which meant that all the marketing people in the team, all my mm-hmm. team, had to basically have an online online plan and try to figure it out. And yes, we were kind of making uh, micro steps because all the people themselves were not fully equipped with this new medium called digital. And that's when I think I did one of the most uh, contradictory, if I might say so, uh, steps, which is I basically put a recently hired graduate management trainee into the role of taking care of the entire digital marketing efforts. Now, none of us knew it. She also didn't know it. The disadvantage which she had was she didn't know much about marketing, uh, even apart from digital part of it. But that turned out to be an advantage because she could really reek instead of trying to force fit it into the existing paradigm. As she was learning, she created a new paradigm for uh, for the entire digital marketing aspect. And that became a, a role model for the broader organization. So we didn't break everything, but we said, let's give it a home. Let's, let's experiment. Let's give it the full license to experiment and move ahead with it. Fast forward to today, similar challenges. The first time I had to teach uh, in front of uh, three screens. Uh, I really fretted for it. I didn't sleep for a week. But then as you realize, uh, teaching online is not the same as teaching offline in a classroom. But having said that, and I, I spent a lot of effort, it led to a lot of angst trying to get the same responses, trying to expect that everyone will get their cameras on and stuff like that. But that was not working out. On the other hand, what I figured out was that because it is online and because it allows the participants anonymity, I was actually getting a much more widespread representation of responses and engagement from the class than you typically get in a physical classroom. So I couldn't just take my whole course material and roll it out online. Instead, I had to make significant changes into it, break it up into small pieces and try to see how instead of trying to take the students or the participants through all the intricacies, how we can at least get the key themes internalized by a much wider audience. So to that extent, I feel that there are certain themes and topics which we are much better off teaching online with these uh, intermediate engagements built into it than you would do into a classroom itself. So we learn all the time. These are just two examples. Thanks, thanks for sharing those personal examples. It's very obvious that you you have really embraced digital transformation from your corporate work and right now at your work at the Indian School of Business. What did you tell us? How have you embraced digital transformation for your life? Like what ha- what are you doing in living a more 
fruitful life through digitally, if that if I may say that. So, you know, technology has great positive outcomes, but it also has unintended consequences. And I think the embracement of digital transformation in my life uh, is not all positive. The amount of time I'm spending between my multiple screens uh, is is absolutely dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And as a consequence of that, I read much more than I would do before. But what the reading has kind of narrowed down into the into the smaller bits, I think the average size of what you digitally consume is about five or seven mm -hmm. minutes. Uh, the ability to go through a big uh, or one of those classic novels, and there's this whole Tosundoku of my book collection lying behind me, uh, has come down significantly. So these are the unintended consequences of digital transformation. Uh, on the positive side of it, just so many things get done so easily. Uh, because you have moved to a digital uh, beat shopping uh, and and the fact that uh, you know and maybe something which you will uh, identify with uh, retail therapy used to be uh, something which was a high point especially when you're kind of feeling tired etc and stuff like that you would step out maybe you would go into retail therapy once a month or something like that Digital transformation allows me my bit of retail therapy every day. <laughs> so there's some or the other coming in on a regular basis. <laughs> I don't know if it's true for you or not. <laughs> Interesting. And, and finally, Prakash, what is one key takeaway you want to leave behind with the listeners? Keep your eyes open. Mm -hmm. don't, don't get hooked on to the big, shiny, wondrous things only. Try to see what are the small steps required in order to bring digitization and its consequences in a positive aspect in your life. Uh, the fact is, we'll all transform. We won't have a choice. But how do we do it is entirely dependent upon us. Rather than it being forced upon us, it's better to do it proactively in a way so that one can gain maximum benefits with least uh, in a negative outcomes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Prakash, for your insights today. Really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Jovina. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this PhD Thinks with me, Jovina Ang. Till next time. Bye-bye now.